Hello, everyone, and welcome to Functional Fertility, the podcast designed to demystify your hormones, up-level your lifestyle, and supercharge your fertility potential. I'm your host, Dr. Kalia Waddles, and today we're going to cover a topic that is brand new to this show, that is yoga for fertility. Over the last 10 years, more and more research has highlighted the benefit of yoga for supporting optimal fertility in both men and women. And today I'm excited to chat with yoga for fertility expert, Lynn Jensen. Lynn founded her Seattle-based Yoga for Fertility program in 2002 and has since helped thousands of women and couples become parents through her classes, workshops, and retreats. She's a registered yoga teacher and yoga therapist, a registered prenatal yoga teacher, and a master teacher of energy medicine yoga. Lynn co-authored Yoga and Fertility, A Journey to Health and Healing, the first book devoted to using yoga to support fertility. In addition to Yoga for Fertility, she's taught yoga for women classes at Microsoft headquarters for over a decade, teaches energy medicine yoga, and has designed the yoga program for a National Institute of Health study on yoga and hot flashes. She also offers fertility coaching and leads yoga for fertility teacher training programs. Just a wealth of knowledge. I'm so happy to have you. Welcome, Lynn. Thank you, Kaleas. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here today. And I really, really appreciate your holistic approach to fertility and your interest in finding the underlying causes of the fertility issues and not just trying to address the symptoms. <laughs> That's all about what we're doing here. And I think part of that is this mental, emotional, spiritual component, which yoga really supports. And so the work you're doing is so important. And I'm so inspired by the way that you're leading women and couples through navigating their fertility challenges that come up by utilizing yoga. So this is super exciting to talk about this. And I'm hoping you'll give us an introduction by just giving an overview of some of the ways that yoga might support fertility. Sure. Yeah. So um, you've just actually said one of the things that's important, which is that yoga uh, really supports fertility at so many different levels. So it is the physical level that is being supported with things like, you know, improving the blood flow and improving the hormonal balance, all of those things that yoga helps with, um, reducing stress hormone levels in the bloodstream, getting us out of fight or flight mode, which many of us spend a lot of time in. So those are all the kind of physical ways that yoga helps. And mentally, you know, yoga is also super helpful by helping to reduce anxiety and depression and um, actually, you know, there have been studies showing that yoga helps to um, boost the levels of GABA, which is a really important neurotransmitter um, in the brain for keeping us out of that depressive uh, state of mind. So there are really uh, important mental health actually benefits of yoga too. And then emotionally also, in my classes in particular, you know, I try to bring in a lot of the support aspect as well, because I think that having that support around your fertility journey is super important. Um, so we do, you know, check-ins in my class so that everyone is talking to each other, even if it's an online class, we're doing that. Uh, I also have a yoga buddy program in my classes so that I if people are interested, I will match them up with a yoga buddy, just to somebody else who can help check in with them and help them on their, you know, any issues that come up during the week. 
So really on all those different levels, I think yoga can help support fertility. Uh, I will say that my classes are, are different. You know, I always warn people when they join my classes that if you've been in a different kind of a yoga class, this is probably going to feel pretty different to you. Uh, and there's a reason for that. <laughs> and it's because really our goals in yoga for fertility are, are different than when you go to a regular yoga class. Uh, often, I think, you know, a lot of the kinds of yoga out there now are more kind of get fit yoga. They're uh, more what I call maybe yoga aerobics. Uh, and so the goals of those classes are pretty different from my classes and goals in my classes obviously are to do everything that's fertility supporting. And that tends to be more gentle, a much more gentle practice than most of the yoga types that are out there right now. Well, I believe it. I believe it that yoga is going to address so many factors that contribute to our fertility success. And I know that um, my own regularity in which I'm practicing yoga has ebbed and flowed over the years, as I'm sure it does for many people. But one benefit that I found, you know, I would go to my yoga class and, and my teacher would ask us to set an intention at the at the beginning of the class. And I would say, just show up for yourself. Just keep showing up for yourself. And that reinforcement that no matter what happened during the class, that I was showing up and devoting that time to my wellness was so powerful and and really rolled rolled out into many other areas of my life. Yeah, absolutely. And even just that idea of setting an intention is so important. You know, uh, uh, Deepak Chopra, who I'm sure people know, he's written a million books, <laughs> but uh, kind of a modern day guru. And one of the things that he says that I really like is that, you know, you, you need to set intentions because what you focus on expands in your life. Right. So depending on what you set your intention for, that's what's going to get bigger. Otherwise, we're, you know, maybe we're focusing on things that are pretty negative and that's what's going to get bigger in our lives. So it's important to be intentional about that. Right. And when you're working with couples, obviously there's some who are in the preconception phase and then hopefully those couples get pregnant and then they go through the pregnancy phase of life. And then ultimately there's a postpartum time frame. Is there a difference in the way that you recommend people are engaging with yoga during preconception and then pregnancy and then postpartum? Uh, absolutely. I mean, because, you know, just the, the body is doing very different things depending on which of those stages someone is in. So um, we really need to pay attention to what's going on with them uh, at that particular time. And, you know, the, when in my classes, really my, my classes focus on that preconception uh, stage. I am a prenatal yoga teacher and I used to teach prenatal classes, <laughs> but there are so many prenatal teachers out there now. It's pretty easy to find a prenatal yoga teacher and it's not very easy to find a yoga for fertility teacher because most of the teacher trainings, I mean, the prenatal teacher trainings don't teach that and mm -hmm. regular yoga teacher trainings also don't teach that. So someone would have to take a pretty specialized training um, to learn the yoga for fertility piece of it. Uh, most prenatal teachers, I think they can also teach uh, postnatal. That's usually included in a prenatal teacher training. So it really depends on you know, what's going on, <laughs> which phase they're in, uh, what kind of yoga is going to be most helpful and supportive for them. Obviously, if somebody's in the second trimester of pregnancy, we want to be doing things that are supportive and appropriate for that time uh, 
that stage and so on. Mm -hmm. But the take home message is that there are yoga practices that can support you through any of those stages of life. Yeah, absolutely. And it's so important, really. I think, you know, in, in all of those stages, uh, the value is for the person going through it, but also for the baby or the future baby, because the, you know, the baby's going to be in that environment, whatever environment's been created for that whole nine month uh, process. So uh, it's important to have, you know, you don't want the baby surrounded by stress hormones during that nine month uh, gestation period. So supports everyone. Yeah. It just occurred to me to ask, do you have couples that are doing yoga for fertility together or is it mostly um, an actually pregnant person or a a woman who's trying to conceive? So uh, my classes uh, currently, my classes are open to anyone who's currently trying to conceive Mm -hmm. uh, and also to people who might be like doing egg freezing because that's kind of a new thing where people are not actually trying to conceive right now, but working on future conception. So uh, my group classes are uh, designed for women who are trying to conceive. Um, I do private sessions for couples if they want to work on it together. And I really support that. It's so absolutely helpful because one of the big things is for my students, I really want them to practice at home. (laughs) You know, I say it's like brushing your teeth. I mean, you could do an hour of it on Saturday morning and, you know, that would be helpful. But if you do a little teeth brushing all during the week, that's even better. So same with yoga. So if you have, you know, if your partner's also bought into this and also uh, able to do the practice with you, or at least support you in the practice, uh, that makes it so much easier. And of course, the benefits are the same for the men also. Yeah. I imagine the the bonding that can happen, the time that you kind of carve out to spend together. And like you said, the stress reduction, which can affect both partners. So I think that's beautiful. Everyone who's out there doing their yoga together. Yeah. And actually you bring up a really good point about that because, you know, a lot of times if it's been a long fertility journey, especially the intimacy can be really strained and yoga offers the way, and I often give people partner poses to do too together. Um, and it offers a way to be physically intimate without having that whole, uh, we need, we're trying to conceive <laughs> hanging the over the pressure of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. As we think through all of these stages of life, you mentioned that maybe someone is doing egg freezing or maybe they're doing IVF. And I wanted to highlight this article that was recently published in Yoga Journal called My Doctor Told Me Not to Practice Yoga During IVF. And you were actually interviewed for this article and offered a great perspective. And I read through the article and I totally understand why someone might be maybe cautious because of the way that the ovaries are so stimulated and because of the way that they can essentially become swollen during an IVF process. But I'm hoping that you will share, kind of recap your perspective on the practice of yoga during IVF specifically. Uh, um, so, right. <laughs> it, it was an interesting article because uh, the woman who wrote it had been through IVF and had been told by her doctors not to practice yoga. Yeah. And, and that was like her lifeline. So she was like, oh, and obviously it's a pretty stressful time. So we don't want to lose our lifelines during during that process. So uh, yeah, we do have to be careful. 
we do have to pay attention and we do have to modify poses during IVF. But I would say that at any one time, you know, in my weekly classes, might be up to 50% of the people are going through IVF cycles. So we can work with those um, and modify as needed. So uh, my classes actually are pretty small. They're limited to 15 people because that's as many as I can keep track of <laughs> uh, who, who might need to modify. And the first thing we do when we meet is do a check-in and everyone says what's going on with them that day so that we can modify if needed. So really the times that you have to pay attention um, during IVF is so during the stim cycle. So if they're on stimulation drugs, definitely we have to be really careful and modify. And sometimes the practice looks a lot like sitting and breathing and very gentle movement, no twisting, uh, no belly compression kind of thing. So just really being aware during that time. And then also post-retrieval, the ovaries take a while to shrink back down. It can be up to a week. So during that time, we really have to be just as careful. Uh, and then also immediately post-transfer. So if someone's doing a frozen embryo transfer or a fresh cycle transfer, uh, for the first few days, I usually say three days post-transfer to really just do relaxation, maybe legs up the wall pose is always good, uh, and breathing. And then after that, they can go back to the gentle practice that I um, suggest for the second half of the cycle, the luteal phase where we're kind of doing things extra gently anyway. Mm -hmm. What this What's coming up for me as I'm listening to this is it's an opportunity for us to shift our mindset away from like the only productive work is the what you called yoga aerobics, like the high intensity dripping sweat type of yoga, which many of us enjoy at times. But this is a real opportunity to look inward, <clears throat> slow down and focus on the restorative practices while we're in the midst of a potentially huge life change. Yeah, absolutely. You've really hit the nail on the head with, with one of the issues um, that I see with people coming into my class, because I would say, uh, you know, a large percentage of my students are pretty type A, and they've been, you know, very successful in their lives with that uh, personality type. But fertility journey doesn't really lend itself to that type A energy. You know, working harder at it is not going to help. Pushing more is not going to help. Uh, the things that are going to help are what you just said, which is learning to slow down, learning to take things easier and not push ourselves maybe so hard. Right? These are not things that are helpful from a fertility standpoint. And what's more helpful is being in that good self-care mode like you were talking about earlier. Right. And I've seen you write and post about uh, oftentimes, no matter where we are in our fertility journey, we feel this sense of urgency. It's like once we decide we want to be pregnant, we wanted to be pregnant last week and every <laughs> single day feels agonizing. So how do you help your clients kind of navigate that sense of urgency and maybe use yoga to be more in the present? How do you, how do you do that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so one of my classes this past week, we've actually just been working with that idea of being present and really paying attention to on the yoga mat, you know, is your body here and your mind here trying to do the same thing at the same time. Um, so that's one way to work with it is not to allow your mind. We call it the monkey mind in yoga, you know, not allow your mind to spin out here into the future 
like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? Is this going to work? Or into the past, like, why did that happen? Why didn't it work? Um, so try to keep the mind really present. Um, and that's a really key thing for stress reduction, in fact, just learning to do that uh, being present practice. <clears throat> Was there a second part to your question? Nope. I think that makes great sense. And I'm just thinking about my own practice of yoga and how when there's been times my mind is going and it's so hard, it's like you can you can leave it on the mat and just be present. And that that has been so helpful for me. And anytime we're faced with extra challenges, which I feel like even when you're not facing any fertility struggles, just the knowledge that you are trying to conceive and that life is going to be different and that there's unknowns, I mean, no matter what can, you know, really stir up some feelings. And so having a tool yeah. like yoga that can help you to anchor into your own body in the present moment is just so powerful. Yeah, really powerful because we don't do that. I mean, really, we don't. You know, most of the time, if you think about it, your body's doing one thing and your mind is off doing something else, mm -hmm. right? You're driving down the road and you're not really thinking about your driving. You're thinking about, okay, I'm going to stop at the grocery store and this is what I'm going to buy. <clears throat> so it's really not a practice that we're used to doing, um, but it's super valuable. Very, very valuable. And I wanted to touch on some uh, you you recently shared a piece of research that was led by Dr. Alice Domar and she's a brilliant mind body medicine researcher that so many of us have been following her work for a long time and she showed some research that yoga and meditation increase the chance of pregnancy more than threefold when compared to a control group which is just incredible and fascinating and so I wanted to get your take on that. I mean, we've talked a little bit about the stress reduction. Do you think that that's really at the root of why we saw such an improvement in the patients who are utilizing these tools? I think stress reduction is a big piece of it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, again, it's going back to what we talked about at the very beginning about the physical, the emotional, the mental, all those different levels. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that Dr. Domar's research showed is that uh, women who had a high level of depression or anxiety had much worse outcomes um, in the IVF process or just trying to conceive. So there's definitely a mind-body connection here, right? If the mind is not in a good space, the body's not going to be in a good space either. Uh, there's another woman, Dr. Sarah Berga, who she's now at the New York University in Buffalo, uh, and she's done a lot of research also on yoga, uh, on fertility and stress, I should say. Um, and one of the things she talks about is uh, that cortisol, which is that stress hormone, blocks the signal from the pituitary gland to the ovaries, telling the ovaries to, okay, it's time to release an egg, right? Mm -hmm. So just those kinds of, I mean, they're, there are physiological changes that happen due to what's going on up here. <laughs> that mind-body connection is super clear. So I think there are so many ways that uh, yoga and mind-body practices can help the process. I even had an example of a student one time who um, had gone to have her, you know, just kind of initial test done. And the clinic told her that her 
fallopian tubes were completely blocked and that her only option to get pregnant was IVF because of that. Um, and she had extreme, you know, doctor's office anxiety, <laughs> which many people have. So she joined my class. She was in my class for about six months and she ended up changing clinics and had to have that all those tests redone again. She said when she went in for the, the hysterosalpinogram to check the fallopian tubes that she did deep breathing when she was sitting in the waiting room. She did deep breathing during the process and, and they came out with the results that her fallopian tubes were fine. There was not a blockage. It had been, she'd been so stressed that her muscles had just completely contracted around mm. the fallopian tubes. So even from a very physical standpoint, you know, learning to do those relaxation uh, procedures and techniques can be helpful, you know, in a really physiological way. I'm remembering moments ago how you said you like patients to do their homework and to do some of the exercises at home. And I'm just realizing how you could actually apply some of these techniques, like the breathing that you use in yoga. She just applied that in the doctor's office. Absolutely. There are so many um, scenarios in which you can utilize those tools to help you get through when life gets hard. Yeah, absolutely. I've even had students tell me they, after their IUI procedure, they told the nurse they were going to do legs up the wall in the, in the exam room. <laughs> so yeah, you can bring them in for sure. Those skills will never leave you. <laughs> well, this is the perfect time for me to ask about um, some of your yoga for fertility, for fertility classes, because I know that you have had classes that are designed to help with parents-to-be who faced some challenges, things like miscarriage or their IVF cycle didn't work out. How can the practice of yoga help us through some of those times where there's grief and maybe some trauma and sadness? Yeah, absolutely. So I think that, um, you know, as anyone knows probably who's been on this TTC journey for a while, you know, Grief and loss is a part of the journey. It just yes. is. I mean, every month, if we when we get our period again and we're hoping that we're not going to, it's it's a loss, and we do need to grieve those things. Um, and many students that in my classes have been through one or more miscarriages, so there's just a lot of loss wrapped up in uh, the whole fertility journey. Yoga helps with those kinds of issues by helping to move the energy and move the emotions. You know, we, we don't want to hold on to that. Of course, we're going to feel the grief, but we really need to allow it to move through um, and be able to process that. And the yoga mat is a great place to, to be able to do that. Yeah. I've, I've been in yoga classes um, where there were certain poses and I'm, I'm not, I don't have enough expertise to explain this, but doing certain poses where emotions just come up. Yes. And especially when it's a safe place, like if you know your classmates and you, you're, you feel comfortable with your teacher, do you find that your students are, are processing emotions sometimes in your class? Yes, I, I definitely find that <laughs> people cry in my class. Ah. We have Kleenex boxes sitting around, but you know, it's important. It's, it's important to be able to move those emotions out. And the other thing is that my classes, because they're so, they're small and they're super supportive. Uh, you know, everybody in the class has been through this. So if you're crying this week, you know, somebody else is going to be crying next week. So people feel really safe and comfortable 
um, sharing in my classes. And that's, that's why my classes are not, they're not drop-in classes. They're series classes, usually seven or eight weeks. So people know who's going to be there every week. Um, and it really becomes like a support group for people. That was one of my favorite parts about when I was going to yoga class regularly is you you have your friends and there's this sense of community. And even when you show up on the hard days, I know there were some times I would go to class and I would just end up laying on my mat. Like that's what I had to offer on that day. But it was fine. And it was such a supportive environment. Yeah, really important to be able to do that and do what your body feels that day. And especially going through fertility procedures, you know, there are just some days where you know, I have people in my classes who have started their, you know, just started their stimulation shots mm -hmm. and they're, they just started their period the same day. And it's like, you know, that's, that's a lot, <laughs> that's a lot of hormones and people, you know, it's, it's fine to just come and take it easy. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people just show up for check-in if that's all they can manage that day. Sometimes they just come and share and then they're like, okay, I'll do the practice later. It's all totally fine. Yoga is there to meet you wherever you are. And I sure appreciate that. <laughs> Absolutely. Lynn, yes. I wanted to talk to you about the Chinese five element energy system, because I know this is something you teach and this is fairly new to me, but am I understanding through my research that in the fall, we are now in the metal element? That's right. Yes. So okay. yeah, great. I'm so happy that you asked about this because I love to talk about the energy medicine piece of what I do. Uh, I actually teach uh, classes I call energy yoga, which are, they're not just fertility uh, oriented. They're open to anyone, but they're also very fertility supporting. And then I bring the energy medicine techniques also into my yoga for fertility classes. Sometimes I just sneak them in. <laughs> and sometimes I tell people why, what we're doing and why we're doing uh, whatever it is. So um, the metal element is associated with fall season. Yes, as you've said. And um, it, interestingly, when metal element is out of balance, uh, it looks like, well, it can manifest as, as grief. Uh, and also as an inability to let go of things and a tendency to hold on to things, even if we need to really release those things. So when metal's out of balance, that's what it looks like. Metal in general is pretty analytical. Um, it's pretty uh, linear and perfectionism is a big part of metal. Uh, so I think, you know, I tend, I do tend to have people, uh, I'm going to say, uh, fair percentage of people in my classes that have a lot of metal in their personalities. So working with helping to some techniques to just help balance that is really super helpful and, and especially helpful during fall because this is the time when metal element is at kind of at its peak. Wow, this is so fascinating. So as you're working with this energetic system, I'm imagining there's a, a yoga, obviously, is something that you can do, but are there's lifestyle practices or herbs? I mean, do people use a kind of a multifaceted approach to address all of their energetic systems? You certainly can. Yes. Uh, my focus tends to be on the more physical techniques for uh -huh. uh, of energy medicine. So we might be, say, holding points on some of the meridians that are associated with metal element, which happen to be lung and large intestine, big detoxing systems that are associated with metal. Um, so there are ways to work with the meridians for, for that element um, and 
there are even sounds that are associated with helping to process uh, each of the five elements. Wow. Okay. And I can see how, you know, you mentioned like guilt and grief and anger and all of these different feelings that I'm sure you're addressing through these systems. These are all going to come up during your fertility journey. It's so easy to feel anger towards ourselves, towards our partners, to the world, and having these tools to help move those emotions through so we can process them is just really invaluable. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, like anger, you mentioned, I know that's a, a, often a big one in the fertility process, as you said, um, and that that is associated with wood element, which is um, kind of at its peak in the spring. So uh, but working with all of the all of the elements and also other energy systems. So I um, in energy medicine, I work with um, not only the Chinese five element system, but the meridian system in general and for, and the chakra system. So for instance, we might be working with the chakras uh, as a way to help balance hormones uh, and to also to clear energy uh, in a specific chakra area. So I bring in a lot of different uh, energy systems. The, the um, system that I studied, I have studied with Donna Eden, who um, is an energy medicine. She's in, she's now in her eighties. <laughs> she's a really amazing uh, energy intuitive, um, and also Lauren Walker, who has uh, written a number of books on energy medicine yoga, um, and they work with uh, actually nine different energy systems. And the Chinese five element system is one of those. Wow, it's so um, I think nice when we're, you know, we can go through a fertility journey and we kind of end up pathologizing our lives and kind of overanalyzing our physical wellness. And so having these tools that we can tap into that shift the emphasis to more how we are experiencing our lived experience of the world, I think is just incredible. Lynn, I wanted to thank you so much for your time. Will you let our listeners know? Because you're practically my neighbor here in Seattle. Will you, <laughs> will you let our listeners know where they can find you? Yeah, sure. So um, on my website, it's yogaforfertility.net. Uh, and I'm teaching weekly classes online. And also, if you happen to be in the Seattle area, I'm teaching um, an in-studio class on Tuesday evenings. Uh, I also offer... Um, Sometimes online workshops, I offer private sessions and fertility coaching and also yoga for fertility teacher trainings. So trying to um, get more yoga for fertility trained yoga teachers out there into the world. Wonderful. Well, everyone knows where to find you. Thank you so much for sharing your insights and your passion. And I just admire all the work you're doing to support our fertility community. It is great to meet you. Uh, my neighbor to the south. <laughs> yes. And thank you so much for hosting me today. Thank you to all our listeners for being with us. And big thanks to our show's producer, Paola Martini. We'll see you all next time. Did you love this episode and want to hear more? Head over to drkaliawaddles.com slash podcast, where you can find more episodes on all things fertility.